The professor and I stood outside the Flower Buff Manor on a cloudy September day. After learning about some of the hauntings surrounding Sulphur, such as the one at Veterans Lake, the professor dug up some leads for some interviews for us. While he reviewed his notebook and the map, I checked my phone. No new messages. This is Sam Saxon, along with Professor Joff Derout, and you're listening to Tales Unveiled, where we travel across Oklahoma for ghost stories, as well as urban legends and local history. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started with the introductions. If you wouldn't mind, let's just go around and uh, introduce yourselves. I'm Linda Davis. I own the Flower Bluff Manor here in Sulphur, Oklahoma. Um, This is my partner and friend, Emily. She works for me and she's my expo for right now. My name's Emily Lancaster. I've worked for Linda since 2019 on and off and we just have a blast here. Let's talk about Flower Bluff Manor. What do you all do here? Tell us a little bit about what the restaurant's like, what the bed and breakfast is like, and just kind of tell us about the experience here. Okay. Um, Our restaurant, we serve everything from steaks to burgers to pasta to seafood. Um, We have pretty expansive menu here. We're open five to nine, Tuesday through Saturday. Our biggest seller, of course, is our steaks. Uh, Everything here is homemade. I I hand peel the potatoes, the carrots, make the glaze for the carrots. Um, Our green beans are homemade here. You know, we we make our our food to be like you're eating at your grandmother's house. And we try to cut corners with any kind of preservatives. Everything needs to be as fresh as possible. I usually go and pick my own vegetables every week. Um, Our steaks are high-end steaks. They are really good quality steaks. Um, We hand cut our fries. We have um, the original recipe from the Bricks restaurant here in town. It was a very, very famous and popular place around here. Uh, There's zucchini sticks. We hand bread our zucchini sticks here in-house. And those are one of our biggest appetizers. Our stuffed mushrooms are stuffed with a crab. Those are homemade. They're, They're also a big seller. So, yeah, we just kind of have a variety of everything here. And if you want something and you can't have this in it or that, I make it homemade so I can take it out or put it back in, whatever you want. Before we get into the bed and breakfast, because I know that will tie in more to some of the ghost stories, I'd like to learn a little bit about sulfur. So people who are not familiar with this town, what's sulfur like? What's there to do around here? Sulfur is an amazing little community. It has been centered around um, the sulfur water. Um, I'm sure when you came into town, you could smell it. It smells like rotten eggs. It's very strong. There's days when it smells like it in here because we are on some of the water that comes up from the springs do come up in this area. So you'll walk in here and you'll smell sulfur water sometimes. And you might think I'm boiling eggs in in kitchen. There used to be um, mud baths here back when it was open. We don't have those today, but we're slowly coming back to that stage. Right now in Sulphur at present time, we have of course the Chickasaw National Recreation Park across the street from us with the fountain and everything. And there's all kinds of things to do there. There's hiking, there's nature center, the cold springs water stays about, I wanna say, don't quote me on it, about 65 degrees all year round. Very cold, crystal clear waters. We have um, down the street to the east of us, we have the Artesian Hotel and Casino. 
Uh, it has a spa. There's a lot of people that love to go there and stay and walk the quaint little small town streets that we have here. Um, about 15 minutes from here, we, had, we do have Turner Falls Park. A 77-foot waterfall, so that's an interesting thing to see, and you can see that all year round. Um, you don't have to go there just to swim. You can go there even in the winter and do some hiking. Uh, we have numerous campgrounds around and a lot of cabins out by the lake. Um, we have Arbuckle Lake, and then we have Veterans Lake. Veterans Lake does have a little bit of haunted history we can discuss later. Um, we do have um, numerous places to visit here in Sulphur besides the park. We have the History Museum across the street, and that gives you detailed information about sulfur, how we came about, you know, why this area was chosen. The Arbuckle Mountains are absolutely gorgeous to just drive through in the fall. And, you know, that's about what sulfur has. I paused the recording as Emily excused herself at this point to assist a customer over at the boutique. We continued with the professor taking point on the questions. So why was this location so important for settlement? Um, the sulfur water, the healing waters. Um, I know we did have a tuberculosis um, hospital here. So a lot of people came by train. There used to be a train that went down our main street. They would get off and they would soak in the muds and the sulfur water for healing purposes. We still have people to this day that will go down here to the fountain across the street from us and they'll get jugs of sulfur water and that's all they'll drink. A lot of elderly, that's all they'll drink. And another fun fact about it is if you're soaking in the sulfur water, you don't get mosquito bites. And we do not have very many mosquitoes in this area up on this hill because of all the sulfur water. Don't know how or why, but that's that's one of the really interesting little tidbits about sulfur water. It keeps your mosquitoes off. Let's see. Um, you mentioned the Veterans Lake being haunted. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, I've actually seen the Lady of the Lake. Um, several locals have seen the Lady of the Lake. I think it is the most haunted lake in Oklahoma from our position here at, at uh, the Flower Bluff, you're going to go probably just through the park and up the hill and around by the, and you'll see the sign for uh, Veterans Lake. Um, it's, uh, I'm not going to say I know exactly when it was built. That might be something you'd want to look up. Uh, the, the story goes that there was a woman in a canoe, an Indian woman in a canoe, and that she, um, her baby fell off the, out of the canoe and was went down. She went trying to find her baby, and they both drowned. So the thing is, if you go to the lake and you stand on the dam and you yell across the lake, Lady of the Lake, I have your baby, and you keep saying it, a fog will come up on the lake. And then you'll see her start to walk across like a ghostly figure walking across the lake towards you. That's about as far as I've ever gotten by that time I'm in the car and I'm leaving. But yes, we have truly seen her. We do have shirts available that say I saw the Lady of the Lake. Um, another accident that happened there in the 60s, early 70s, was we used to have people come perform on the lake, the skiers, where they would do the pyramids while they're skiing. And two women had crashed into each other. And one of the women drowned and died. And so they say that there is the ghost of her also at the lake now. So, yeah, it's a really interesting place to go at night. If you do come to Sulphur, I would recommend going and standing on the, the dam and calling the lady. And if she comes, I wouldn't recommend staying because I don't know what she'll do. 
Well, then tell us a little bit more about your own ghosts. Oh, my own ghosts. Okay. Um, I got this place back in January of last year before COVID hit. Uh, right before I got the place, I had walked around the building because there had been one of the doors up in the, up in the apartment behind us had been open. And I walked around the place and I said, somebody needs to bring you back to life. Um, at the time, presently too, I have the clothing store across the street. Well, that was the mistress's house. When he, Mr. Jesse Denton Ramsey built this in 1924, he built the house across the street from here for his mistress. So I'm in the clothing store and I talked to the owners that had it because their daughter-in-law that was running it had passed and asked them, you know, hey, can I just try this out and do it? The next day, a lady comes into my clothing store and she goes, I was pulled down here. She was a psychic. And she said, I was told by the ghosts of the house that they picked you to bring it back to life. And I was like, interesting. She said, yes, they saw you walk around and they said that you will bring this place back to life. And how, you know, we've made it through COVID opening just a couple months before it hit. And we've made it very well through COVID. I think I've had a lot of um, ghostly help on my decisions on how to do things and what to do. Um, my main ghost that's in here usually greets you at the front door. A lot of people see her and hear her and feel her behind them, and that will be Miss Sophia, and that'll be the mistress. She did wind up marrying Jesse Ramsey and became his third wife. Um, Mr. Ramsey, he is very present in here. He actually did pass in this house. We usually see him in our dining room area. He's always sitting in a chair, kind of watching everybody. We've picked him up on camera, and I will show you a picture of what we've caught. We've caught him and Miss, Miss Sophia standing outside the window, and he usually has a top hat on. So, um, yeah. Um, our mischievous little ghost is our little boy. We don't know where the little boy has came from. He does run up and down the stairs. He runs up um, down the hallway upstairs. You hear his little feet prints going a lot. When he's with us, I usually feel a cold spot on my leg. And there's another little girl in here. We did not know, but we did pick her up on audio. And if you'll go to the Flower Manor on our TikTok, you will hear the audio. Um, there was a man and woman that I was giving a tour to. And you could hear me talking about the doll room. And then all of a sudden, you hear a dog bark. We do have a dog, ghost dog here. And the dog did bark. And we've caught him on, on um, camera also. And then you hear a little girl say, it's okay, Lizzie. There was no little girl up there. And so I'm kind of curious with us doing this interview in-house, if you guys will pick up any of the ghosts talking on our audio. So I think that'll be interesting. So yeah, a lady sent me that, that we heard the little girl up there. Um, we have another ghost. And um, we don't know what to call him. We've said he's an entity. He's not a poltergeist. He's not a demon. He's not. He was never present in this world. And we call him James. We had to give him a name, so we call him James. James had given me a lot of trouble when I first came in here, so we have had the place um, saged. And James and I have a mutual agreement. I don't bother him. He doesn't bother me. And Mr. Ramsey, downstairs, he will turn the music on. You guys noticed when you came in, the music started playing. He um, likes to have his presence very known downstairs. This is his house. Our, our ghosts, we respect them. We do not do anything bullying towards them to cork some or anything. We are really respectful of the ghosts in the house. And I think that's why we get along so well.
Um, I think that's all of our ghosts. The little girl. Yeah, I think that's all of our ghosts that we know of. We don't know. Sometimes they just show up. <laughs> so tell us about the rooms exactly. For So those that are wanting to stay here at the bed and breakfast, so tell us about the rooms and what those rooms are like. Okay. And which one of those rooms is the most haunted too. Awesome. Okay, so when you first go up the stairs, our first room is, we call it the Miss Sophia room. Um, she's usually in that room. You'll feel her presence. Uh, she'll blow the curtains, move the curtains. You'll hear kind of the creak of the floors. Um, the, the first room we have has a queen bed, and then it has an adjacent room to it, and it has a day bed in it, and then it has a fireplace. So it's a really pretty, just cozy room. Um, but Miss Sophia, and then we have another one in there. And we call her, well, I'll tell you about this ghost. Um, this was interesting. I had a lady that was a psychic come in here. And when she went up to Sophia's room, she said, I keep hearing violin, violin. And she's like, you've got to put a violin in this room. Like this lady just keeps saying, put a violin in this room. So I went and bought a $20 violin off a girl from the high school band and put it up there. And um a friend of mine, her parents lived here in 1968 when they turned it into apartments, and she was a baby when they lived here. And so I was talking to her mom about the house and, and the ghosts and different things, and she said, oh, yeah, there's a ghost upstairs. We had to move to the back of the building because of her. She died tragically in town, and she just kept moving furniture, so we moved to the back of the back of the house. And I said, really? I said, do you remember anything about her, what she looked like? And she goes, well, I know her name was Viola. Yeah, so the psychic was hearing violin, and she was meaning Vi- her name was Viola. So yeah, she'll be upstairs in that in that first room also, and that's an interesting lady. She will help. I can talk to her. I can ask her questions, and she'll flicker the candles really fast for yes, and then back and forth for no. And then when they're tired of talking to you, they'll kind of wave the candle by, kind of like, get out, we're done. I don't want to talk no more. Our next room, room number two, we call it the McCracken Suite or the doll room. And the McCracken Suite came from my friend. Her parents were the ones that lived in there and gave me a lot of the information. Um, It has a queen bed in it, and it has a canopy over the bed. Uh, There's two entities in there. There's an old man. He's really gripey. We don't, we haven't called him by name. We don't know anything really about him, but he does not like it being pink in there. He does not look at like the dolls in there. We do have a lot of dolls in this room, porcelain dolls, hates them. Uh, He will show up on the bed when we do do our tours. And the little girl obviously is in that room where we've heard her in that room and the dog, the dog is up there. And that's the craziest thing about a dog being in there upstairs um there's another lady that they've they've caught the presence of and she's an older woman um she's in a lot of pain from cancer is what the psychics say and she's waiting on her daughter and we've really tried to help her pass saying your daughter's already gone if you'll go and meet her so she's kind of a troubled soul in that front room the doll room uh the room adjacent to it that's that's connected to this room is a huge mirror We haven't really done anything with that room. We've just left it open. Uh, A lot of the kids in town use it for, like, getting dressed for prom or cheerleading tryouts to practice in front of this ginormous wall mirror. Then if you go across the hall, 
we have the common room that I've set up. This has a microwave and it has like a refrigerator. I keep it stocked with stuff for everybody that's free of charge. If you want popcorn or if you need a drink or a Coke or whatever, I'll keep that stocked for you. Um, and then you go down the hall to James's room. James's room is the most interesting room in the place. James is very active in this room. He'll move stuff. I do have a video um, of him actually moving the camera towards the door. We always keep the camera pointed at the bed. When there's nobody staying there, of course, we take it out if we have people there. And there's a lot of entities that will come on the bed. We'll get a lot of um, interesting orbs that are around the bed. A lot of noises from the back room, from his room. Um, Our cameras always have little pops and creaks in it that are really different that you can hear like furniture moving in this room. It's, it's interesting. So he kind of rules the whole back part of the, of the building, the back room. And then we have a, a back room behind that, that is, um, storage. And, um, it, that's his area too. But he also jumps from that room. He'll jump into the apartment behind us. Um, the apartment's very haunted. My daughter, 20 at the time was going to move into the apartment she painted it decorated it ready to move in and stuff kept falling off the walls and she thought oh well I just didn't hang it up good you know the nail was on wrong and then one day she was in there and a Febreze bottle flew off the counter and almost hit her in the head she locked the door so when you go up there everything that she put in there there's a brand new tv remote still got the thing on it and she literally Mr. Ramsey, just turn the music back on. Hear it? Yeah. Yeah, he'll turn. And he likes the 20s music. That's creepy. You haven't seen creepy. You haven't seen creepy. (laughs) So, yeah, Mr. Ramsey will turn the music on when... And he he likes 1920s music. Um, So, anyways, the apartment, she locked the door and left. Everything of hers is still in there. And now he's going to turn it up a little bit louder. We know you're here, Mr. Ramsey. He's going louder with it. Yeah. So um, the apartment I can show you, and it's in. It's. I don't know if I could rent that out to anybody. I'm afraid of what could possibly happen in that that place because it is more poltergeist than anything in there because of the activity. Um, Mr. Ramsey, a funny thing about him, I'm going to tell you. Um, during Easter of last year, we had the little girls here that dressed up like Disney princesses, and we had a tea party. And I was playing, you know, Disney music, like Be Our Guest, Be Our Guest. And he would turn the music back to the jazz music. So I literally had one of the kids here give me their phone so we could Bluetooth the Disney music onto their phone. And he's never downloaded 1920s music. His music started playing 1920s on his phone. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they they want what they want here, and we try to abide by their their rules, even though they're ghosts. We stopped our interview for a moment as Linda left to return some calls in regards to room availability. While Linda was out, Emily rejoined us, and we got to hear her side of the stories. Emily, what have you experienced at Veterans Lake? So at Veterans Lake, it's definitely a creepy place um i drive through there a lot at night and you'll always catch orbs as linda said if you call to the lady of the lake and say hey lady of the lake i have your baby you're bound to see her um a lot of people experience handprints on their vehicles that's something that i've experienced myself 
So it definitely has a creepy vibe. What have you experienced in the house, Emily? There have been way too many experiences to even begin to count. One of the first ones that absolutely shook me to my core, we had hosted a luncheon and I was over here by myself cleaning up while Linda was over at her boutique. And I turned to put something in one of our fridges and something had slammed down on the stainless steel table behind me without anyone else being here. It was terrifying. Um, The little boy has pulled my ponytail out of my hair several times. He's a bit of a trickster. Um, And just, you'll see a bunch of shadow people. You'll see people pass doorways. You're always, you always have that feeling like you're being watched. It's, It's never ending. With Linda finished, she rejoined the group. I steered the conversation to other possible secrets the town of Sulphur might hold. I'm curious, by any chance, are there like hidden tunnels around town or anything like that? Yes, sir. There's several. Um, We do have a tunnel that went from here, the original house, underneath to Miss Sophia's house, his mistress. And he would go in the evening and tell his wife he was going to go downstairs to the basement and smoke cigars. And that's where he would go through the tunnel under the ground and go over to visit Miss Sophia. Um, 1924, what does she do? Being the second wife. He was also the mayor sheriff, mayor and the sheriff in town. So, you know, he was pretty powerful. So as a wife in that day and age, there was nothing she could do but just cry. So we do have a bathroom, and I'll show you. And previous owners have told me um, that it's called the weeping bathroom. This bathroom has been completely gutted. It's got a huge walk-in shower, and the ceiling still leaks. So I called the owner, and I said, Gigi, why does that ceiling have a white patch on it? And she said, because that's where the lady goes to weep. And I've also had a guy that owned it about 22 years ago come in, and he said the same thing, that that's where the weeping ceiling is. Um, So she would go upstairs, and she would just silently cry while he would go visit his mistress. Uh, The tunnels also go from here all the way up to the Artesian Hotel and Casino. Uh, Back in... Back in the Prohibition era, they would use the tunnels to smuggle alcohol throughout the town and just keep everybody up in spirits. Yeah, so now the spirits still are here. Uh, the, the original artesian burned down, and when it burned down, they have discovered several tunnels over the years through that went all the way from here. Uh, a lot of the buildings in town have the tunnels still underneath them. They're full of water. They're really not accessible. I would love to make the one here accessible and make like a gaslight bar underneath the ground, like a speakeasy bar. Um, I would love that. I, uh, there's like I hear stories about all these towns that have these old tunnels, you know, Guthrie and Tulsa, and just... It'd be nice if some of these could be revitalized so so many people would just love it from a tourism aspect. Oh, yes. Yeah, I would definitely do like the little bitty bar tables, tiny bar tables with the gas lights above them. And I think it would be a really good asset to the community to have that. And we would send out um, a code either on Facebook or something, and that would be your code to be able to go to the speakeasy. You'd have to have that code to go into it so that would be fun uh, yeah definitely yeah. like knock three times whisper yes 
mayonnaise <laughs> yeah, or something, whatever. something just weird yeah. and every every night we would just change the code and people could go to the flower event, uh, the flower manor events page and they would see the code for that night so if they want to go down there and have a drink and be anonymous then they could be that and you know what happens at the manor stays at the manor so yeah <laughs> uh, what other ghost stories do you know about town um Let's see. I know that um, I think the winery downtown has, has got some paranormal activity. So if you come to visit Sulphur, we do have the Rusty Nail Winery, and it's a block up from us, block east. And we've heard that they've had some interesting ghost things happen there. Um, we do have, and you guys might think this is crazy, but I've actually heard him. Uh, Bigfoot is in the park, and I've had several of the park rangers talk about Bigfoot um, and they've I've, I used to take the kids ghost hunting and in the park we would do a place there was a little area that was called um, the troll bridge and you dare the kids to walk over the troll bridge and this is on the other side of little Niagara in the park um, and so yeah I've heard him literally it was about 3:31 one morning in February super cold and I heard this bellowing roar come out of the park and, um, yeah, so I think the park rangers, when they say stay on the trails at night and kind of watch where you're going, you know, there's a little family of them, I guess, that live here in the Arbuckle Mountains. So if anybody wants to go hunt Bigfoot, I think the, the food of choice that they've decided from a local is, um, I think, a baby Ruth that you can you can put a baby Ruth out and track him and uh, there are tracking devices that I've heard of in the park that a guy that he got paid $50,000 from the government to track Bigfoot and he used to sit at the stoplight in a little white van uh, that I don't know if it's completely true or not but we've seen the white van up there and um, so yeah that's a whole another aspect of sulfur is the Bigfoot stuff I do remember uh, hearing on the news that there was like a senator who was kind of pushing uh, kind of a Bigfoot tourism initiative where they, you know, you could get like a Bigfoot hunting license uh, and bring, capture a Bigfoot and there was like a bounty too, so. Yeah, that's, that's what's really crazy is you listen to these people and you're like, whatever, but like I said, I was outside and I heard this bellowing roar and I, I was like, you, you can't make that up. That was not human. So yeah, I I would advise not to go to the park. We also have Faye here in the in the park, um, the fairies. We've had several people that will literally go down to this little watering spigot here at the end of the road, and they give treats to the fairies. And um, I've never seen them, obviously. But yeah, so if you're into Faye, and if you've got some kind of special gift, you can see Faye here also. There's also the spirit of a witch in the park. Um, not very many people know about that. It's kind of an unspoken thing. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen her in broad daylight. I thought I was losing my mind. <laughs> but um, I think she has a role with the fae that are in the park as well. And it's, it's a really interesting place. I yeah. mean, yeah. there's so much, so much history here. Yes, there's tons of history um, in Sulphur. It is a reservation, you know, so when you do come to Sulphur, you know, we, we want you to go to, like, the cultural center and, and learn about the history of the Native Americans and stuff, but you also have to remember that this was Native land, and there's a lot of things that we don't know on this 
area that happened in the past. We don't, you know, my thought is, you know, even back in the 1500s, 1400s, 13s, before there were actual burial grounds, you know, if my thing is, you know, the ghosts that are here could have been here and just buried here a long time ago. I mean, before there was, you know, designated burial spots or cemeteries, you know, so we, we don't know what tortured souls live under anybody's houses, you know, I mean, because there's always just been buried on the side of the road and they didn't, you know, really know what to do with bodies back in, you know, the, the earlier years. So that's an interesting thing to me that I think about. We never know how much is out there that we just don't know. The professor asked if we could get a tour of the building before leaving, which Linda was happy to provide. I switched my audio setup to a single shotgun mic, and then we started the tour in the dining room. However, before we get to that tour, I want to share something that I was about to cut. Now, I always like to let my recordings go for a little bit, and then we actually start talking. Earlier, as you heard, Linda commented that she was curious if we captured any MVPs. And I believe we did. For this clip, I boosted the audio so you can hear the voice. Okay, this is our guy. What did you hear? Did you hear anything? Initially, I thought I heard someone saying chair, which is a random thing to hear, but when I shared the clip with the professor, he said the voice was saying, I'm here. I played the clip back and I have to agree with the professor. It does sound like he's saying, I'm here. Let me play that clip again for you. Okay, this is our time. Anyway, that was the only EVP that I noticed when editing this episode. So let us continue with the tour. This is our dining room, and this picture here was taken. A, a couple was sitting at this table, and it was their anniversary. And the girl that was taking the picture, my bartender, she took the picture of these people. And outside the window, we caught this. We got a man in a top hat and a woman, and we think this is Mr. Ramsey mm -hmm. and Miss Sophia. So can you see him? Are you mm -hmm. able to see him? Yeah. So we kind of blew it up and cut out the picture of the couple. Mr. Ramsey always sits right here in the corner. He watches everything that goes on. Um, if you ever do go with a ghost team here and they've got their, their equipment, you will pick him up really strong. Yeah. So this is our little dining room. And let me show you the basement. This back here to this area, this is just our, we call it the pit. Let me try to stand off. This is where we do dishes. And then this is just our storage back here. So it's really small, a small little area. Now, right in here, I'll open the door to the basement. Okay. That's the window behind you that was smashed out when uh, they broke in here. And then let me move this out of the way. Oh, okay, so we'll go down the stairs. Be very careful. It's very steep and old. Okay, right here was one of the candles they had burning when they broke in. 
And if you'll look up here, this is the original wood and how they didn't burn this place to the ground is beyond me. Um, we've had a person come in here and stomp and it's kind of hollow right here. They said that there's a body buried underneath here and that he covered it up, but that's a psychic telling me that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Then back here, if you'll watch your head, this area. Yeah, these old basements are made for people much shorter. Right. They also had candles burning on this guest line, you know, and then they had them burning here, and this is going to be where our tunnel was. So I really want to break this down and get out of this, or get in this, and get in, secure the tunnel to see exactly what we can do to open this place back up, you know, with the tunnel. Oh, but this is where they did the pentagram. So whatever they conjured up goes upstairs. Oh, do you want to walk upstairs? Mm -hmm. Okay. Another cool thing about this, and I don't know, you know, the history buff parts of it. If you'll go through here, um, behind this door, and this here was where they used for a tornado shelter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, and do you have your phone? I didn't bring my, I brought my phone. Okay, if you'll look up here, Oh, there's a body buried behind here too, they say. So yeah, he liked to bury his bodies. If you'll look up here, this is original Oklahoma City 1925 newspaper that they used oh, to wow. line it. So it does have like a sports section and the date. To me, that's extremely cool. I mean, as history, I think that's like a super find for here. And then of course there's a body buried here. So I thought, well, okay, let's see if there's a body buried there. And I started peeling some of this off and then I got a Carrie moment. You know how Carrie reached out from the grave? Mm -hmm. So I stopped. So, yeah. yeah. So I was like, never mind. I don't really care if there's a body buried. That's very reasonable. Yeah. All right. Let's go on upstairs. The basement, I've had people come that lived here like even 40 years ago that said the basement was one time bigger. So I don't know if they filled it in and put the wall up for foundation purposes or how they, you know, why they would have filled in such an awesome, probably, basement. Now this, we have an outdoor way to go upstairs, and this will be closed off during the bed and breakfast. So I'll just take you through the kitchen up there. room. It's being occupied, but I'll show it to you. Okay. This room right here is our first room. Um, like I said, it has the suite. There's our violin for Miss Sophia. So, I mean, Miss Viola, which was really crazy. Mm -hmm. And then this next room over here, this will be our second room. This is where we heard the little dog and the little girl. Um, Come in here and look. This will be one of the rooms that you can stay in. And then this is our doll area. <laughs> like I said, this mirror, which has fingerprints on it again. We get little hands on this print. We usually catch Thomas in this room. We have caught a picture of him in here. Um, he was standing in front of that cabinet. Oh my word. So that's Thomas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, the mirror does get fingerprints on it because of him. Do you happen to have a JPEG copy? You can email that to me? Uh, I 
could probably take a picture of it. Okay. I don't. I don't remember. I think uh, my friend Lisa's little boy took that. Or not little boy. He's older, but to me he's a little boy. <laughs> he's like 15. So this bathroom doesn't work. Um, this is one of the bathrooms we have to get repaired. Like I said, we just got this. Um, this bathroom, when a psychic opens the door, every psychic, which I confirm it because if three people say it, it's, it's got to be true, say that there's a dead body, then when they open that door, they'll see a lady with slit wrists in that bathtub. So, yeah. So that bathroom right there. Um, and then this goes into the hallway, which I just keep it... The room is kind of locked off, mainly for the purpose of, oh, the kids have to come up here and get something, you know, then they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the doors are locked. My daughter, I got her on video the other night, because I do have a camera. This is our common room that we're making up. Uh, this will be just an, a place for the people to come eat, snack, snack, play cards, whatever, hang out, you know, that are staying up here. And then this is just my office. and. It's always a disaster in my office. <laughs> that's actually the scariest room in the house, you know, because that's where the bills are paid. Oh, yes. That scares me more than the ghosts. Um, this is James's room. Oh, you're oh. good, you're good. Right here. And we keep James's rooms locked, too. If you'll let me in. Come on, let me in, James. There we go. And uh, it's always cooler in this room than many other rooms. I don't have the air on, but this is, this is James's room. So, if people want to stay and if they can spend the night in here and make it through, then this is one of the scariest rooms here. So, kind of decorated it up for a guy, you know, since I think he's, I think the entity's a man, I'm not for sure. And then back here's just our storage. And with the house being old, Oh, the bathroom. This is the weeping ceiling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then this is like a community shower at this point. I don't know why these, they built such a big shower. But yeah, this is where our ceiling... It hasn't done it since I've been here, but my husband climbed up there and there's no... The insulation's not wet. There's no plumbing right. above it. So the ceiling hasn't leaked and there's no water spots on the insulation. So it's actually coming from just that spot. It's really crazy. So... Uh, that shower is my dream shower. I know, right? <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> yeah, I think we've had a group of 10 stand in there one time to see if they could all fit in the shower. Oh, yeah. No. So, yeah, this is our little bed and breakfast. This little, this little area out here goes out front, but I don't let the people go out there because with the historic, being a historical building, the only two historical buildings left in Sulphur are here in my clothing store. Um, because they match. Um, I can't change any of the outside architecture. And do you hear the echoing in this hall? It's like a, it's like you're in a vortex, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and it echoes, it's really weird. Um, so it only comes up to about here on people. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see if I can get plexiglass installed so people can go enjoy a glass of wine or something out there. But it's too unsafe at this point with them. Um, drinking they could fall off the edge or something so yeah so we keep that locked so and then I can show you the apartment if you want me to sure. okay we're working on it I'm gonna let people stay there if they can um, if they can stay the night there too because it's extremely scary taking the apartment okay.
I'll just go back. And so people, this will be locked off at nighttime. I don't want them, you know, in this area. So this will, they'll have the free run of going out that door. All right, let me take you to the apartment. The good old apartment. The apartment. Saying it like it's going to be good and safe when we go in there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is our apartment. And if you notice the cat boxes, uh, the previous owners had a lot of cats. But the interesting thing in New York, they would put those up so they would keep the babies from getting jaundice and they would set them on the boxes during the day in the high-rise buildings in New York. Yeah, I actually saw like a little documentary about that, yeah, kind of explaining about that history. Yeah, now this, uh, this was the back room I was just showing you in James's room and then you can come out that way also. And then we have our courtyard where, you know, people can have a fire pit and hang out and play games or whatever and just have a glass of wine. Got some really cool custom fire pit right there. My husband made that. Oh. He's a welder. Yeah, and he did that. Let me see. This key. I do have the air on here because I keep thinking I'm going to come up here and clean it and then I get wigged out. But yeah, my daughter, she left everything. TV. This was a year ago in March when she closed the door and wouldn't come up. So I've been fully getting the nerve to come up here and you can look back here. Um, yeah, a lot of weird things happen in this apartment. So, I don't know why that's open. I didn't do that. So yeah, this one. I don't know. I know. And then we have the bedroom and the bathroom. So yeah, she just pretty well jumped up. Febreze hit her in the head and or almost hit her in the head and she's gone. So yeah. So if people have the nerve to stay here, I'll have it fixed up for them to stay here. And yeah, so this is our little haunted mansion. <laughs> After the tour, I reluctantly checked my voicemail, and indeed, there was one from Detective Valerie James. Sam, it's Valerie. I need you to call me immediately. We immediately left Sulphur and met up with the detective in Oklahoma City's Bricktown District. Hey there, Valerie. So glad we're able to meet here at All About You today. Uh, what's the news? It sounded pretty urgent. Yes. Uh, thank you for meeting me, and I apologize for um, possibly causing any duress with my sense of urgency. This is... Um, it was a pretty long drive back from Sulphur. We were pretty anxious, so... Yes. Um, so this body seems to have materialized. Materialized? Out of nowhere. I know that sounds ridiculous, but we found this body. Here's the image first image um a man in his early 30s he was found at 
Lacey Park near 36th and Lincoln on the west side of the park. Mm. And we've had people patrolling just kind of like, you know, in these mile radiuses since our last conversation. And it, he just appeared. Hmm. Definitely the work of someone with a great deal of skill. Does this person look familiar? Uh, yes, that's Jimmy. Yes, uh, the victim's name is James Jenkins. And as mm. you can tell from the photo, he's lined up exactly how the other three victims have been lined up. His shorts, oh yeah, sorry. I, I'm just really worried about your safety. And, um, but as you can see, his severed arm is pointing directly to 12. And then the extended arm is pointed to 1158. Time is mm. certainly ticking down. Is the message the same? Or is it different? No. Um, this message, as you can see in this photo, it reads differently. It also appears to have been written in the victim's blood, and it reads, I want my clock. Four people have died for this already. Is it, is it still worth holding on to? I don't know. But George, that is a very specific George Grayson message from a while ago and we discussed it even the first victim and now it's here like the message is written for all of us it's like he's taunting us all mm. we can't give in I just don't and it man I'm just I'm at a loss for words mm -hmm. but he did as we suspected or at least I thought he did go for a J this time yeah James Jenkins and, and this happens every month. This is one a month. And these are all been actually, you know, I just realized these have, you've only been calling us like when we were actually out recording for our podcast. Yes. When I'm out of town, distance, distance makes things weaker. But also kind of inadvertently gives us an alibi. So in a way, but mm. yeah, it's definitely only when we're recording our podcast, not when we're, like, when we're out grocery shopping or something crazy like normal like that. Just the podcast. He's well, watching us. He, right. It is. It's like he's almost pacing you. If you are correct about the timing in terms of you're out recording and out of town, then he definitely is very intentional in how he's attacking this. And then if you'll notice on the map, of course, it is getting closer to a center focal point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts of where it could be leading? There. Well, that's near the old apartment complex. Um, what apartment complex? That, that's where Anastasia and I lived before her disappearance. Disappearance? I thought she died. Uh, her body may still have been there, but something more was going on. <sighs> okay, well... Yeah. If you two think of anything else, please let me know as quickly as possible, and I will definitely keep you updated with any new findings as well. And please be careful. Were you able to warn any of your students? Or I called Jimmy himself. He, he laughed me off and teased me for being a, such a fun professor, and, and we reminisced and I suppose said goodbye in a way. Well, um, again... It's a tragedy that you keep losing students and that people are losing their lives for this. We'll do everything we can to try and catch him before the next victim. Tales Unveiled is a production of the show Starts Now Studios and is produced by Dennis Spielman. 
The voice of Sam Saxton is Dennis Spielman, with Jeff Provine as Professor Jeff DeRoot and Christy Boone as Detective Valerie James. We would like to thank all of our guests for sharing their stories with us, and note that the opinions and stories told are that of the individuals and do not reflect of their employer, affiliates, and spirits mentioned. If you love Tales Unveiled and would like to help support us, we have some spooky merchandise for sale on our website. You may also join us on Patreon for exclusive rewards. Visit talesunveiled.com to uncover more. Before we go, I would like to leave you with this quote from Clive Barker. Horror fiction shows us that the control we believe we have is purely illusionary, and that every moment we teeter on chaos and oblivion. <laughs>